Welcome back to Chasing Simple. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, and whether this is your first episode or your 105th, I am so glad that you are here, my friend. And speaking of friends, today I am so excited to welcome my friend Octavia to the show. Octavia Elise is a brand and show at web designer based in Atlanta, Georgia. She fuses brand storytelling with a clean and modern aesthetic to create custom brands, custom websites, and website templates for creative entrepreneurs. As the Rising Tide leader in Atlanta, Octavia is on a mission to educate and inspire the creative community to chase their dreams. She's a boy mom and a charcuterie board enthusiast who loves to FaceTime with a cup of coffee. Today, Octavia is sharing with us how we can uncover our ideal clients and then use that information to take things a step further and improve our websites to connect and convert those ideal clients. This interview is a great one, so grab your earbuds and listen up. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Build a course, they said. Create passive income streams, they said. Get rich and never work again, they said. What they forgot to say, those one-to-many income streams are great, but without an engaged audience that's ready to throw their money at you, being able to say goodbye to the rat race is almost impossible. And the most budget-friendly way to build an engaged audience is content marketing. Only, content marketing is anything but simple. You've got lots of questions, like, how are you supposed to know what to say and when? Who has the time to create the content? What actually works for building that relationship with you and your audience? And how in the world do you prepare your audience for your next course launch? If you're a course creator, future course creator, or a creative educator with questions like these, I've got something just for you. Chase and Simple, The Summit. Come join us from April 19th through the 21st, where more than 15 experts will share how course creators can use content marketing to prepare their audience for the next course launch. All you have to do to grab your free ticket to educational content that will help you build an engaged audience and prepare them for your next course launch is to head to amandawarfield.com forward slash summit. Again, you can grab your one-way ticket to higher course sales by heading to amandawarfield.com forward slash summit. Hi, Octavia. I am so excited about this interview. I'm so glad to have you. Can you just tell everyone a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve? 
Awesome. I'm excited to be here. I'm Octavia Lee of Octavia Lee Designs. I am a brand and show it designer. I create amazing <laughs> websites for creatives to help them elevate their brand and become more visual to their ideal client and to really, really help grow their business. And as someone who is not a visual person, I can say that your designs are gorgeous. I can't tell you any of the strategy that's behind it, but I know that you have intentionally designed not only the templates you do and the other websites you design, but your own website to really pull in your ideal client. And I want to kind of take a step back from that. We'll get to that part of it for everyone okay. listening, but I want to know how it is that you even discovered who your ideal client was, because I know that a lot of the listeners that listen to this podcast are at that place where they know what they want to do and to an extent who they want to serve, but they also might be in that place of, I hear people tell me that I need to know how old my ideal client is and where they like to shop and those kind of things that quite frankly, aren't actually that helpful. So I would love to know how you discovered who your ideal client is and kind of a little bit about what that looked like for you. Okay. So for me, discovering my ideal client, it was very much like I got the same thing, like you just said at the beginning, people would say, oh, where do they shop? Where do magazines do they read? What are their interests? And the thing is that really doesn't help you determine that helps you connect like on a personal level, but actually determine your ideal client is more involved in what their pain points are. You have to figure out what is it that they uh, are lacking? What is it that they desire? What is it that they need? So if you really take a deep dive and get into know the pain points of the people that you want to work with, then you can talk to them and you want to really hone in on those things. Like if you're, if you come to me and you say, Hey, my problem is I can't seem to book weddings. My website isn't attractive. So I'm going to tell you, okay, well, let's sit back and think about who your ideal client is. Like what are their pain points as a bride or a groom, someone who's getting married? What are, what is the issues they're having? Then you get down to, okay, these are the issues they're having. Use that to have the copy to talk to them and boom, your ideal client is knocking at your door. I love that. And I, I think something that you said that's so important there is what you need to know is their pain points and that, that other stuff helps you to connect with them. But I also think that that's great if that's the kind of thing you want to connect with them with. But as personal brands, we can just share a little bit about ourselves and who we are and our own lives. And that can be a great connection point too, without even really knowing that other stuff. Like I know, for example, you share about your cat a lot. I connect yes. with that. I'm constantly sending you little emojis like, oh, he's so cute. Um, your cat is gorgeous. And also about your son at UGA. And like, those are all connection points that I know I connect like football, SEC East, the cat. Yeah, exactly. So these are all connection points for me. You post in about loving Disney and you don't need to know what your ideal client's favorite magazine is or where they shop no. because you're sharing who you are and that's helping connect. So I just thought that was such an interesting point that that, that stuff is, it, it can be great, but I think it also can really lead us off the path that isn't super helpful. So, okay, let's look at your ideal client. And I would love to walk everyone through kind of what you just said. So you know who your ideal client is, which is? My ideal client is a entrepreneur who wants to grow their business and they typically don't have the time to actually do the website themselves. Either they don't have the time or the know-how, but they want the end result of growing their business and being more visual and connecting with their ideal client. 
So that's my ideal client is someone definitely who really just wants to grow their business and take it to the next level. But the biggest thing for me is I notice most people say, I don't have the time or they just don't, it's too hard. So my good friend, Coley James, always said, do things that bring you joy. And if building a website is not in your wheelhouse, like don't do it, do something else, like go shoot uh, gorgeous couples, go, you know, be a lawyer, whatever it is that you do. Let me worry about the technical stuff. Okay. And so your ideal client entrepreneurs, do you have a specific like service-based or educator, or is it just kind of all entrepreneurs period? It's, it's actually, I think of it as more so small business owners, so they can be creatives. They can totally not be a creative. I've recently had a small law office actually here in my area, reach out to me and said, Hey, I want a website and I really want to work with you. And I'm like, okay, this is awesome. But for the most part, I typically service photographers or coaches. I have a coach that I'm working. Actually, I have two coaches that I'm currently working with. And I actually have a client that is going to be selling hair oils. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm so excited. That's really cool. A lot of variety. Okay. So that's your ideal client. And then you, you also mentioned their pain point is that they want a website that's going to take their business to the next level. They're kind of established already. It sounds like, but they want to grow or scale in whatever capacity. And their pain point is they don't have time or they don't care to learn. I know that's a big one for me in a lot of ways. It's like, I just yeah. don't care to learn about so many things at this point in my business where I could do it, but it would take a lot of effort and I just don't want to for something. <laughs> yes. And once you know their pain point, then what's the next step? Well, for me, the next step is typically once we sit down and sit down with the pain points, right? I sit down and I say, okay, I put all these things together and I'm thinking of, you know, the feeling that you want your clients to feel when they work with you. So if you want them to be happy or you want to be, want them to trust you, you want them to have a luxury feeling. And that helps me to actually develop the brand aspect of it. And actually also develop the web design because it it gives a different feeling when you land on there, you know, you got the luxury, the classic, typically you'll see more neutral colors, a more neutral color palette. But if you want someone to have this happy joy, you tend to see like the yellows and the pinks. So that really is how I kind of go about it. I sit down, we go over the pain points. After that, we sit down and we go over the feelings that you want your clients to have and what you want their end results to be. Like, do they are they feeling accomplished? Are they feeling pretty? Do they feel satisfied? So once you sit down and really hone in on those things, you kind of you get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, so we've got, what kind of work the ideal client does or what it is that they're looking for, who they are. We've got what their pain points are. We've got how we want them to feel at the end and the idea of what they're going to accomplish at the end of working with us. Is there anything else that we need to know in order to really understand our ideal client? Really? That's basically it. Just really getting to know them. Like I said, the biggest thing is learning their pain points. And that's what they'll, what will get them in the door. And then you want to kind of just get to know them as a person, like what makes them happy. Like me personally, I like to send my clients gifts that I know they will enjoy and they could actually use. So if I'm working with someone who's typically at home, I'll send a mug with their logo on it because they are excited to sit down with their cup of coffee in the morning. At least I hope they are or tea. I actually had a client who was like, yeah, I don't drink coffee. And so I wrote that down during our consult. So when I sent them their gift, it had tea instead of coffee. So that's, that's really, yeah, it's really, really simple. A lot of times we make it a little bit more complicated than it has to be, but it's really as simple as, Hey, what's the problem that you have? 
I tell them how I'm going to make their life better. I work my magic, fairy dust, and boom, they have the solution to all of their problems, at least the ones that I can fix. You're right. <laughs> I love it so much. And I love, I love, I love, I love that you just said that we overcomplicate it and that it's actually really simple because I feel like that is everything in business. We overcomplicate it by doing hours and hours of research, thinking we need to have some perfect whatever. Yeah. And it's really just that simple. It's really just about who do you want to work with? Who do you enjoy working with? I know for me, it took me a while to figure out who my ideal client really was because I was working with all kinds of different entrepreneurs. I was working with service-based, product-based. And I, over time, realized, ooh, my sweet spot when I'm working with one-to-one clients, I love working with educators and course creators. But yes. it took me getting dirty to figure that out. And yeah. I spent entirely too long at the beginning of my business trying to figure out, okay, I need to know exactly who my ideal client is before I can move forward and would get those, what's their favorite magazine? What kind of places do they shop? What's their favorite color? And like, none of that helped me at all and getting dirty and just taking the time to work through clients that I liked and those that I didn't dislike, but I, I enjoyed some more than others because some lit me up more and it just took figuring that out. And it really was that simple. So I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah. You know what I've recently found for so long, I w- I've always had a passion for working with baby entrepreneurs. And I thought that that was like, you know, I'm getting them coming out of the gate so they don't make a lot of mistakes. Like, you know, we like, like you said, just trying to figure it out. That was something that I really thought that I wanted to do at the beginning. And then I was like, and then I started getting them and I was like, this is not making me happy. My heart was not singing. And I had decided that I needed to work with people that, were at a point where they knew what they wanted in their business. They just needed someone to show them how to get there with the visuals. And so even if you come to me and say, hey, I just want a website, you have to have been branded, whether you decide to do it with me or someone else, like that is now a uh, mentor because otherwise I'm building a website and I don't really have any direction because you haven't been branded. Or, you know, sometimes we'll say, well, I have a logo and I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about your client. And then they don't really know because they haven't been branded. They just got a logo. And so I realized those clients typically were harder for me to work with because we didn't have any direction. So then I'd said, okay, this is clearly something, a service that I'm good at. I need to start offering. So now I attach the brand aspect to it and it's full service. And I think that's so important. And for those of you that have not listened to episode 80 yet, go back. I talk about five things that I would do differently if I was restarting my business and investing in branding from the very beginning is one of those things that I talk about because when I started my second business and I immediately did branding from the beginning, everything was so much easier, so much more cohesive. And I recorded that episode in probably September. No, it would have been. August, August, (laughs) August, 2021. I had my second business was a month old. Now is Octavia and I are recording this in January, 2022. The business is still very young, so much more successful than my first one was at this point. So much to the point where I'm like, oh, I kind of have too many clients already. And I guarantee you that is because from the beginning I invested in branding. So side note, just to support what she's saying there, branding is super important. It's so huge. It's almost everything. Otherwise you just, because it's that same common concept, right? You know, you're talking to too many people instead of you're talking to a particular person that has a particular need and you're just, you know, hoping, throwing things out there, hoping someone catches it. That's really not an effective marketing strategy. 
if you actually just sit down and do the work, you know, get get your hands dirty. You know what I found helpful? Asking people, like saying, hey, after I've done working with you, you know, like talking to them. And then you start to get down to it. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And having branding done really forces you to understand who your ideal client is. And because you're listening to this episode, now you have a great starting point for figuring out who that ideal client is. So, okay, Octavia, before we move into the website side of things, do you have any other advice for helping people discover who their ideal client is and anything else that they would need to know before they jump into website design? All brand designers are not created equal. (laughs) Make sure you do your research. Make sure that the person that you choose, they typically design the aesthetic that you're probably looking for and making sure that they're open to listen to what it is that you have to say. You don't want someone that will just completely like not listen to you, not help bringing your vision to life, but you really want to make sure that you're working with someone where y'all vibe. The same thing, like when you're working with a client, that same vibe that you want with a client, you need to make sure that your brand designer gives you that same vibe. That's, that's a huge because otherwise your project won't shine the way that you really want it to. And you'll find yourself disappointed or you end up going somewhere else and having to get it done over, which spends more money. Typically spending more money doesn't bring me joy, but if it does for you, then, you know, you can call me, I can take your money. (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's one thing I definitely will tell people, you know, really get to know the person that you're going to have do your brand. It's very important. And look at their portfolio. What have they done in the past? Do you have any advice for anyone who is looking into branding, hiring that out. What advice do you have for making sure that you're hiring the right person that make sure that you do click with that person? I typically tell people, follow them on social media, like how we connect over the cats and just over being creative. Like those things are huge. Following them on social media, making sure that they're posting their work, they're showing up. That's a big thing. Otherwise, you're just kind of hoping for the best, but definitely you want to make sure that they're showing up because if they're showing up for their audience, nine times out of 10, they will show up for you in the way that you want. Love that. Okay. So now we have our ideal client. We've gotten our branding done. How do we take that and intentionally design a website to connect and convert those ideal clients? Great question. So it goes right back to the biggest thing is their pain points, addressing their pain points. In every section, you should be talking about uh, addressing one of their pain points and then the solution to that pain point, how you're going to provide that solution. For instance, on the homepage, you know, you have that big, nice image, the header image is hero image, depending on, you know, how you like to label it. You have this big, gorgeous image, and then you have to have put words there. And most people are like, oh my God, I don't know what to write here. Or they'll write something simple like Atlanta wedding photographer. Okay, that is great. There are 200 other wedding photographers here in Atlanta. So how do you help me? And if you put that right there before they even scroll down the page, you're already bringing them in. Like I'm a wedding photographer that's going to help you do X, Y, Z by this. Very simple, one line doesn't need to be complicated. Please don't put a paragraph there, (laughs) but just something to really let them know that you're the person that's going to make their life better, right? That's the biggest thing. And just throughout the whole homepage, throughout your entire website, you want to make sure that the copy, which are the words on your website, you want to make sure that those, that copy, those paragraphs, all those little phrases, all those cute things you see on people's website, they should constantly be addressing their pain points. That's the biggest thing. A lot of times we want to make things super SEO friendly, which is super great because it gets you found on Google. But typically 
it's harder for clients to read because they don't really understand that. Because a lot of times it's industry jargon and because that's how you get found because no one's looking for a, you know, uh, what is it? Light and airy wedding photographer. They want a wedding photographer for Magnolia Place. You know, so that's a huge thing. Making sure that you're actually having conversational text on your website. Like it's invaluable. I don't think people understand. I found this really great copywriter that I refer to people. Oh my God. Super amazing. Super conversational. She's constantly addressing the pain points, but still using some SEO friendly words. Her name is Rachel. She's at the Green Chair Stories. I totally love her. One of my current clients is using her. Oh my God. Her copy is amazing. I cannot. I don't think you understand. Her copy is so good that I was able to pick from different sections of copy that she gave me to create this client's website, which typically I'm like, I have to stick to a certain way that it was written, but her copy was so good. It was super conversational that I could pick and choose and make headings. And it made the web design process so easy. And I was like, I want her to, sh-. it was a, a documentary wedding, a documentary family photographer. And I was like, oh my God, I want her to take my family photos just based off the copy because it was super engaging. It was very conversational and it addressed my pain points. Like I said, that's the biggest thing. As long as your copy is addressing their pain points and your images are emotive, I should be able to look at your images and see myself in them. Or I'm like, oh my God, I want to now go do this because I saw this gorgeous image that you captured, right? Those things are huge. Okay. I will find Rachel and I will link to her in the show notes, friends. Okay. What you're saying is that your website is not about you. No, not at all. (laughs) Please don't. A lot of times people are like, oh, I like to drink a latte and that's all cute and dandy. That typically I will tell you to put that a little further down on the about page. No one cares about your lattes. They can do that in your Insta stories, right? Oh my God, we drink the same lattes. But when I'm on your website and I'm about to give you three, four, ten thousand dollars $10,000, I want to know that you can solve my problem. This should be about me. Your website should be about them, not you and not your cat and not your latte order. It should be about how you are going to make their life better. How when they are done working with you, they are going to be all that they can be. They're going to be blooming and booked and busy or whatever it is that they are trying to accomplish. They should have all those feelings reading the copy on your website. Okay. So I love how simple you've made this. We figured out our ideal client's pain points and basically our entire website is just about those pain points in the client. Yeah. What are some common mistakes that you see? So we know we've, we know how to find our ideal client. We know how to create a website that will bring them in, connect and convert. What are some common mistakes that you see entrepreneurs, creatives make in our industry that turn away ideal clients or they just don't do anything for them? The biggest mistake I see a lot of times are people that are stationary. They don't put their location where they're located. That is the biggest mistake that I see. The second biggest mistake is they're not enough call to action buttons. So basically the little buttons that you see all over people's page, it's like book now, schedule a call, buy now. There's not enough or either they don't, they don't say the right things. It'll say like book your session now. And then when I click on it, you want me to fill out a contact form. Well, you said I was going to book a session. Like, which one am I doing? You know, so just making sure that you're using direct call to actions. And the next biggest thing I see is definitely their copy is typically too long, very long winded. We are very impatient people. 
because we think that everything comes really quickly. It is completely Amazon's fault. Everything now comes in two days. When I was a kid, we used to wait seven to 14 business days on packages. My kids would have no idea what that means now, but we have become a society where we want things, you know, right then. And so sitting there reading two or three paragraphs is just not ideal. If I go to your website and you have that much copy, like just put together, I'm going to think that you don't value my time and I'm likely going to click off because you want me to sit here for 20 minutes to read these three paragraphs. You want to keep things short and simple and straight to the point. There's no need to add a lot of fluff because it drives people away. You have, what, seven seconds or so when someone lands on your website, if they're going to work with you, they should be able to know who you are, where you are, what you do, how you're going to make their life better. It's really just that simple. And I also think for those of us that aren't stationary necessarily, or we're not just working with local clients, I still think it's really important to put where you're located. Cause I know I'm nosy. If I'm working with someone, even when I just like connect with someone online, I'm always like, where are you from? Cause I'm curious. Like when Octavia and I connected, I was like, Ooh, you're in Georgia. That's close to me. Like that's exciting. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's important for everybody. I also, the copy part simplify it. I know Ashlyn Carter says something along the lines of people will read long copy. They won't read boring copy. And I think that that it's okay to have copy that's longer if it's actually important for them to know. And it's actually engaging. If I'm not leaning forward towards my phone or my computer, when I'm reading copy, I'm not reading it period. Exactly. Yeah. You're typically skimming for keywords and see what it is that you need. But yeah, if it's going to be long, it definitely should be very impactful. I mean, a lot of times if someone gives me something that's super long or if, say if I'm doing your Q&A section, your FAQ section, right? A lot of times people will give me like 20 questions. Ma'am, sir, I'm not putting 20 questions on the FAQ section, but you can pick the top five. The rest of these, guess what? will make great blog posts. And that will be a great SEO boost. So let's think about that. Put some of those there. Pick your top five, maybe six, but that's it. The rest of it, make it into blog posts or sprinkle it throughout your website. Just don't put like 20 questions all in one place. It's too much. That's a great pro tip. I love that. Okay. So what would be one action step that you would give all the listeners to take this week to start improving their website to connect and convert with their ideal client? read your copy, see how you can make it better. That's the one thing I want you to do. I want you to go to your website now, read your copy, see how interested you are. Read the copy, see if you are addressing their pain points. That is the one thing that I can tell you, if you do today, it will make a difference. Copy, copy, and copy. And when you're done with that, I guarantee you there's more copy somewhere that you can improve on, okay? Even if it's down to your Instagram captions, your Instagram captions should still be talking about their pain points and how you're going to make them better. So leave here today, turn off your headphones, take out your AirPods, go to your website and look at your copy. Are you addressing their pain points? If not, guess what? Throw some sentences in there. Talk about it. Reach them. Get on your Insta stories. Talk about their pain points. Tell them how you're going to make their life better. You are the bell of the ball here. Okay. I like Belle, which is why I'm referencing Belle. Uh, Belle is my favorite Disney princess, but you are the bell of their life. You know, she met Beast and made them all, you know, better and whole and all that great stuff. You go meet your ideal client and you make their life all better and whole. Love that so much. Thank you for the Disney reference. I'm, I'm basically convinced that being an entrepreneur is just writing copy. Until you die. 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> or you can, like I said, hire Rachel and say, hey, can you write this copy for me? I mean, because even with all the copy that she wrote, I can give it back to my client and she can use those in her Instagram. Like she can use it everywhere when she's talking to people. It should be everywhere. It's it's so good. I know that I keep talking about it, but literally it is that good that it just, it makes my heart sing. It's, it's awesome. We will definitely link to her in the show notes. I will go find all of her stuff. Okay. I love all of this. Also side note off of what you just said, if you're like, this is great, but I just don't know what my ideal client's pain point is go to Instagram, put up a story and literally ask if you could ask me anything about blank, whatever it is that you do, put that up there. And then what is your biggest struggle with whatever it is that you do? Those responses are the pain points. And it's really that simple to just go and ask people, Hey, what is it that you struggle most with? I would say, what is it that you struggle most with, with content marketing or for my other business? What is it that you struggle most with, with planning your Disney vacation? Octavia would go up and say, what do you struggle most with, with website design? It's really simple. It really is. And that's how you find those pain points. If you're kind of sitting there like, this is all great, but I'm lost. Yes, totally. I can't say it enough. It's all about the pain points. If you don't know their pain points, you're not going to reach them. They can love you because you drink lattes. They can love you because you have a cat. But to connect on that business level, you have to know what they're struggling with and how you are going to turn their struggles into stars. I like that. I should write that down somewhere. Ooh, that was good. I know, right? <laughs> that was real good. That needs to go on your website. Yes. Not only does it help you connect with them, but it also can tell you what they need from you as far as new offers, new services, new products. That's a whole other episode, but that pain point, knowing your ideal client's pain point is everything in business. Octavia, okay, so let's say everyone... They've got their copy, they've got their brand photos, they've got their branding, but they just, they're one of those people that just doesn't want to deal with creating their website. Please tell us more about what you do and how people can work with you. Awesome. Okay. So you've gotten branded. Yay. You've found this awesome lady named Rachel (laughs) to do your copy. And that will definitely make my heart sing. And then you go to my website and you press the button that says, start your project. You fill out the contact form. It comes to me. You schedule a consult. I promise you, it'll be a video chat. We're going to have fun. I'll put on my Disney ears to make you happy. And then we will go over what your website needs. Um, what pages it needs. Why does it need those pages? A lot of times I find people think they need certain things and they don't. So I'll help you really get down to the nitty gritty on what your website really needs. And then I will wave my magic wand, which is my mouse and my computer. (laughs) And I will create you a website that will really connect you to your ideal client. You found me. Now I'm going to help you find them. So that's really it. We spend a lot of time, you know, we kind of go back and forth with a lot of Loom videos just kind of getting to know each other. I like to do videos chatting with people because I can see their emotions. They can see mine. I can kind of tell (laughs) Yeah, if they are feeling it or not when they're talking about, when they're giving me feedback and yeah, we'll create something that will really, really help you stand out. My whole thing is I want to help you stand out and grow your business. Love it. Perfect. I will link to all of Octavia's stuff in the show notes, friends, so that you can go find her and check out her incredible designs. Now we end every episode around here asking for a book recommendation. So I'm going to turn the mic over to you. What is one book that you would recommend for everyone to read? It can be business, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. A book that I recommend to everybody would be Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. It is the Bible 
for the entrepreneur, I promise you that. And he also has another one, Marketing Made Simple, that's kind of, you know, like the updated version, but definitely the story brand is really, really good. And it'll help you hone in on those pain points. It'll tell you how you get down to the nitty gritty. I read it after I kind of started. So I had all these thought processes before, and then that book helped me kind of connect them and help me help you have the website of your dreams. So that's the one book I would definitely tell you to go get. Grab it today, read it, highlight it, take notes. I would love to discuss it with you if you want to. I'm here for that. That's the book that I definitely, I tell everybody. It's actually one of the gifts that I give my clients when they book certain services. I send that book right to their house. Like, go read this and then call me back. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Octavia, thank you so very much for coming on today. I know that everyone listening has found this episode so helpful for really figuring out how to connect with their ideal client. So I appreciate you so very much. Thank you for having me and go dogs. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.